Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut my cake hole. <laughs> it was so earnest of you. Um, today we're... I was being the therapist. Oh, you're method acting. Yeah. Actually, this is kind of like a stand-in ep- like therapy session for me. So <laughs> you're not. it's not inaccurate. To be fair, I do have a psych degree, so. Huh. Oh, yeah. Did you just forget that I have multiple higher education no, degrees? No, it just... Like, it just occurred to me but that maybe this is your way of psychoanalyzing me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is more than just, like, a podcast project to you. Maybe this is like a, hmm, I want to know how that weirdo's brain works. Anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about the 10th episode of the second season of Supernatural titled Hunted. Jamie, what did you think? Okay, so I got into the headspace of the therapist a little bit just before, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to know... How that therapist is feeling. Like, you've just had this client who can, like, tells you, like, I can electrocute people if I want to. Yeah. And then he reaches out to shake your hand. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. are you taking his hand? I mean, he didn't. Uh, and I think that... Was a smart choice. Yeah. Here's the thing. It really reminds me of, um, you know, in this, uh Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. When Dumbledore meets little baby Voldemort and little baby Voldemort it's like I can make them like I can make people hurt if I want is that the line I'm thinking the movie not the book I don't know <laughs> and he's like you know I'm, I can make people hurt if I want or I can make people do things like it's the, very much the same vibe to me and I was like oh although I do appreciate that Scott is trying to get some mental health support so healthy definitely like, respect that therapy is a healthy like he is trying, especially because it is, like, revealed in that therapy session. Yeah. That, like, the yellow eye demon is talking to him through dreams, etc. Yeah. And, like, his response is not, like, evil twin from Simon Said. His yeah. response is, like, oh, this is bad. I don't want to hurt people. I'm going to go to therapy. Yeah. And I'm like, good on you, Scott. That's a very, like, of all the approaches you could have had, that's that's the, one of the better ones, really. And, like, his And then dad, he gets stabbed. Well, yeah, R.I.P. Scott. But, like... And it's revealed later that it was stabbed by... Fucking Gordon. Gordon. I hate Gordon. Um, <laughs> I really do. <laughs> He's such an asshole. I just find it really funny, though, that Gordon's sort of going after, like, the ones that probably aren't going to become murderers. I know. It's like, bro, pull your fucking head in. You stabbed this dude on his way out from therapy. Therapy. Does that really say somebody who wants to turn into a murderer psychopath? Like, oh, <laughs> I know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Here's the thing about Gordon, right? Okay. Yeah. And I have a lot of problems with Gordon just generally. I mean, the introduction we had was in, what was it, Dead Man's Blood? Yes. Is that it? No. No. No, no. No, no. It was, he doesn't um, get introduced till this season. Oh, that's right. Dead Man's Blood, he's not there. That's, that's yeah. with John. Um, it's like the second episode of the season, though, because I remember and I was like, I don't think they're going to do vampires again. Yeah. I can't think what it's called, though. Point is, um, we had the uh, vampires who were essentially like the vampire equivalent of vegans, like they were just eating yes. like animals and, and blood, blood donation. Bloodlust. Blood that's the one. Thank you. Um, and we had Amber Benson as what's the vampire's name oh I can think it's Tara but that's her character in Buffy yeah you know the one anyway point is had the um the vampires who didn't eat people um and we're just trying to live their normal lives and Gordon was like also he called the waitress sweetie which just immediately gross yeah which anyway point is he just wouldn't listen and it's kind of like bro just shut up and like yeah take the context of the scenario into you know consideration anyway Got some problems with him. I really want to know. Because his point is, like, that Sam isn't fully human because he's a psychic. Like, that's yeah. why he's like, oh, Sam is fair game. Is Missouri fair considered game fair game? Psychic? Like, are psychics considered supernatural beings to him? Because, like, there's further context that hasn't been elaborated on yet, so I won't go into it because it'll be spoilery for you. But that's all he says. So we don't... We can't assume that he knows anything more about it yeah. than Sam has Sam psychic abil- yeah. abilities. So what the fuck? Because psychics are just people and we meet several other psychics throughout the series. Like, and they're not all connected to this whole like Yeah, like they're soldiers just, for heaven and hell thing. Like Yeah, or like like does that mean I mean later we come into the concept of prophets? 
like religious prophets. Are they not human? Like what I it confuses so me. Someone should have stabbed Chuck. <laughs> well, look. Yes. Because isn't Chuck originally a prophet? Yes. Isn't that sort of like the yeah. whole You'll, snowballing into God thing? You'll come into it. You'll come into it. I just know that he writes like some books or some shit about the brothers that are like true. Yeah. Look. But he doesn't realise they're true when he writes. He's that. essentially writing fanfic and it's hilarious. You will get to it. But um, yes. So Everything I learned about this show makes me like question my sanity more. Yeah, that's part of the experience. It's great. You just said that with the most like <laughs> psychotic grin. Yeah, <laughs> it's part of it's part of the appeal. You know what? I, I think I put in the tags of one of our like recent Tumblr posts. Like the thing about supernatural is like the post was something along the lines of like you know the thing about supernatural is it's like playing eight dimensional chess or something. And I was like, yeah, it's it's about the gaslighting. <laughs> like that's part of the appeal. Like. You have to be a little insane to enjoy this show. Um, not the point. The point is, I want to know what Gordon's thought process is on like what counts as a supernatural being. Because psychics are just people with, who are just like more attuned. Mm. Like as far as I'm aware and as far as the show ever elaborates, like they're not, not human. Mm. You know? So I'm like, I just, I don't understand his thought process there. Yeah. But also the way you've just said that implies that Sam is something more than just psychic. Well, not necessarily. Like, this is the thing. Like, because I'm not saying that they know he's more than just psychic, but you mentioned specifically that they only know that he's psychic at this point. Well, yeah. I connected the dots. <laughs> you haven't connected shit. <laughs> Um, here's the thing, like, there's Really, because more... that's your panic face when I hit too close to something. <laughs> there's, like, more story to it. But, like, ultimately, like, he's psychic. Like, that's, that, yeah. we know that. And Still human. Yeah, like, he's not not human, is my yeah. point. And, like, the same goes for Missouri. Same goes for Pamela, who you haven't met yet. And various... Ava. Ava, yeah, yeah. Who we did meet this episode. I love Ava. What are your thoughts on Ava? I also love Ava. I think she's so sweet. And I've heard her name before, which implies to me that she becomes recurring. Like she comes Did you, back Have home. you heard her name from me before? Maybe. Or from some... Because I don't remember if... I'm trying to think if I've ever brought her up before. I don't think I have brought her up. So maybe you know her from Tumblr? Maybe. But I've heard the name Ava in connection to Supernatural before. Like... Yes. And that implies to me that... She maybe comes back at a later date. Yeah, cool. You know, like I don't hear a lot about characters who are like in a single episode. Yeah, I don't want to like tell you one way or another um, if she comes back because or if the she ending doesn't. is sort of like it ends on a cliffhanger of like her fiance is dead and they find her ring and Sam just like looks at just taken or and Sam looks at her and he's like Ava and I'm like no but who the fuck else would it have been Sam anyway. Um. Yes, no, I love her. I think she's so fun. I love the... Now, I am not insane, and I am not on drugs. <laughs> I just found that scene so funny, because, like, and suddenly the shoe is on the other foot. Yeah, exactly. And then Sam's like, no, I believe you. And then she's like, so you're insane or on drugs? And he's like, no, 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 no. Um, Doesn't help Sam's case that he immediately starts ranting about how, like, you're like you're, me. You're, you're a got, psychic too. You get visions too, like... Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I know. It's so funny. And then their little team. You're one of us. Right. And she's like, one of who? <laughs> um, it's a very much a like, again, like Harry Potter, very much like, I'm not a, a wizard. I'm, You're a wizard, Harry. I'm, I'm a what? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm just Harry. Um, and it's very much like she's talking about, she's like, no, you see this? Like, I'm getting married in eight weeks. I'm supposed to be writing wedding invitations. And I'm like panicking for her. Cause I'm like, you're getting married in eight weeks and you haven't addressed the invitations. You know, this is going to take another week to even post out to people. Then they're only going to have like six weeks notice for the fucking wedding. Bro, I hope she sent out save the dates because normally like, to be fair, I've never planned a wedding. I've not been to that many weddings. But it's my understanding 
that you usually get a wedding invite like at least a few months. I got a wedding invite last month for one in February. Yeah, exactly. For context, we're recording at the start of November. Happy November 5th, everybody. Um, Wow. This will come out so late after November 5th, but look, here we go. It might be next November 5th, by the way. No, it won't be anywhere near. It'll be like January 5th, but like, yeah, bizarre. Bizarre to me that she's like, I'm still writing the wedding invitations. I'm like, dude, you've got to sort your priorities. Like, to be fair. I'm not saying she should have prioritised addressing her wedding invitations over trying to stop Sam from dying. That is not what I'm saying. That priority is correct. However, maybe she could, like, open source this. Maybe she could ask someone to help her write the wedding invitations. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. This is so irrelevant. It's probably good that she hadn't sent out the wedding invitations yet, considering the end of the episode. Yes, with her, I know, said her husband, with her fiancé's throat slit and all the blood and the Sulfur, which, oh my god, oh my god, Dean just puts his fingers right in the crime scene. (laughs) He just, he really just puts his fingerprints right on that windowsill in the fresh powder. See, because that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say that sulfur reminds me of chicken salt. No, it does look like chicken salt. You're right. Oh, can you imagine an alternate universe where, like, normal salt repels ghosts, but demons leave behind a residue of chicken salt and that's how you know? (laughs) You're like, hmm, sweet, tangy, must be a demon. Have you ever felt, like, too Australian? Because I did just... <laughs> I feel like chicken salt has maybe spread its wings and is now available in other countries. I don't know about that. Like, I feel like I've seen chicken salt available, like... Sorry, I just... I love chicken salt. It's the best. I don't know why people get chips without chicken salt. Do you know what's funny is I'm not a huge fan of chicken salt, but I only say that because... I find that people put too much on. Like, I like chicken salt. Ask for light chicken salt then. Yeah. I find, like, and I find the same with, like, normal salt. I always say no salt because people put so much on. I'm like, I can't eat this. It's Mm. too much. I have, I create enough of my own organic salt just in my personality. Yeah. I don't need to ingest further. Okay, moving on. Sorry. So we were talking about Ava. Ava, Um, yes. I, one thing before we move on from Ava. Firstly, I just want to quickly point out, she's the first of the psychic children yeah group to have the same, same abilities. abilities yeah um like exactly the same ability as sam which is really interesting because everyone else like including scott who's also in yeah. this episode like he can electrocute people at will which different. is very different and also very different to everything else we've come across thus so far like yeah. it's a big variation so i think it's interesting that we've got ava who has an identical ability and scott who has like a kind of bizarre one which is actually tactile I yeah. don't think any of the other ones we've come no. across yet have been tactile. Unless you count uh, telekinesis. Yeah, but that's still like a, a psycholo- like psychological, not really, but like a psychic ability where it's like not, you don't have to specifically touch the object. Whereas like this one, like he can electrocute specifically by touch. Like he can't just look at something and be like electrocute, you know? Yeah. It's um, not a Palpatine lightning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I just thought was like interesting because... It's the first instance, I'm pretty sure. But no, I just thought that was really interesting and, like, worth bringing up because it kind of opens up a lot more possibilities in terms of, like, what these, like... Psychic abilities could be. Could, yeah, could be. you know, we've had everything from, like, people being forced to obey every command. Mind control. Mind control to, like... Prophetic visions to electrocution to telekinesis. Yeah. and And also it's really interesting because Sam has shown... Not just prophetic visions, but also telekinesis. telekinesis. Yeah. So it's sort of like... Which they really haven't built on. No. Odd choice to give him telekinesis and then never, never. mention it again. Yeah. It, it does seem weird. And actually, like, from my memory, like, I genuinely don't remember if they ever have an instance of him using it again. Which is like an I'm, odd choice. Yeah, it seems like weird that they would show that. I wonder if that was maybe they just used it in that episode as like a link to Max, maybe? I don't know. Um, or like an extension of his psychic ability, but... Okay, I haven't brought it up in a while. The Are lighting? They... No. <laughs> no, okay, what is it? The sound effects. Oh, okay, yeah. You, you were like, oh, that's the other option. Yeah, <laughs> it was a 50-50 really. Yeah. It's either the lighting or the sound effects. The fight scene 
the sound effects in that fight scene. With Gordon? With Gordon, yeah. Which one? Because there's the one where he's on the roof. The second Dean. one when Sam is fighting Gordon. In when Dean's house. in the chair? When Dean's in the chair. Yeah. They did the same thing they did in Providence. Where they have this really serious looking fight and the sound effects are like, oh. and it's like, you can't do. I can't do with it. There's that disconnect again where somebody got the wrong memo. Oh, God. Actually, do you know what I really liked about the sound in this episode, though? In the introductory scene. That's like the opposite of what I was saying. Uh, look, I'm sorry. It just reminded me. <laughs> um, the intro scene where Scott is in his therapy session with the Dr. Maxwell, something, I think. The choice in the song running in the background, I really liked it. I thought it really suited the scene and then, like, it just – I don't know. I, I very much enjoyed that song choice. You're right. This has nothing to do with your point about the fight scene, but I just wanted to point out that I liked that particular song. That I, bit of sound design was fine. <laughs> yeah, that bit of sound was good. Um, I honestly didn't notice that much in the fight scene. I was more preoccupied with uh, Jensen trying to look menacing while also having the gag in his mouth. And it's funny because he just kind of looked like an angry chipmunk. And you, you can't tell me, though, that that hasn't spawned like a dozen figs. <laughs> Probably. Um, but no. I, or maybe a uh, hundred thousand of them. Maybe a hundred thousand. Yeah. While we're talking about Dean being kidnapped by Gordon yep. being in the warehouse... I love – remember when we were watching um, or talking about, rather, uh, The Usual Suspects and we were saying how, like, it's nice to see that they've got, like, contingencies in place yeah. for, like, if they get separated and stuff like that. New contingency. New Funky contingency. Town. Funky town means they've got a gun on them. Like, what a bizarre choice. But anyway, I find it really funny. Um, and I appreciate that it's just, like, another – layer of actual competency yeah like it's nice to see like oh like remember oh yeah these guys are good at what they do i think it's also just really funny because it's like every opportunity this story's getting they are reaffirming that sam and dean are good hunters yeah but every opportunity the narrative gets reaffirms that john wish jester was a shitty, shitty hunter. hunter yeah um and a shitty parent which is another topic for today's episode I might let you lead with this one, and I'll chime in where necessary. Why are you letting me lead this one? Oh, because I just keep talking too much. You know how mad I get about Jong, so I'm just going to try and simmer my rage. So they finally revealed the big bad secret. Mm-hmm. Way less detail than I was thinking. Yeah, they don't really give any context. No. Yeah. Are you telling me that Jong, yeah. in true drama queen fashion, Yeah. Like, not even 10 minutes before he dies. Yeah, deathbed confession. Deathbed confession whispers in his son's ear, you may have to kill Sam. Like, yeah. that's basically it. That was the entire fucking I thing. Think it says so much about John Winchester and his, like, lack of understanding that his children might need context for stuff. That And his literal deathbed confession, the ultimate secret, he still gave no fucking context. He didn't tell the actual fucking secret. Yeah. He was just like, something's bad with Sam. You, you might have, have to, to kill, kill him. him. No explanation required. <laughs> what a bizarre man. Insane. What, a, what an insane thought. That you're like, I have raised this child essentially to parent my other child. To the point where I'm not really my other child's parent, nor am I... At this point, I'm not really a parent to either of my children. And now, my dying words will be, Hey, remember that child I told you every day of your life was the most important thing in the world, and you had to do everything you could to protect and keep safe? Yeah, you might have to take him out back and shoot him like a fucking... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what a... Like a pig for slaughter. Like, like holy shit. Again, not to bring up Harry Potter again, but it is kind of a Snape Dumbledore moment. As much as Snape does not get a redemption, fuck Snape. I Look, if you're a Snape apologist, I don't want to hear about Being it. Being in love with one woman does not erase years of child abuse. Yeah, and like racism and all that other crap. Mm. But yeah, I'm sorry. You don't get to just be like, you have to protect him. He is the most important thing in the whole world. You are responsible for him. You are responsible for him. You have to keep him safe. Oh, yeah, by the way, maybe shoot him. 
Also, I'm going to go die now. Bye. <laughs> no wonder Dean has been, like... Not coping? Not coping. Yeah. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Because, like, all of my theories were like, oh, it's going to be something about, like, Sam. It's going to be something... And you weren't wrong. Yeah, but I was imagining, <laughs> like, the dying deathbed confession to be like, oh, by the way, Sam is, like, part fucking demon. <laughs> like... Something you have some to be aware of this yeah. because otherwise it could it, it was literally like yeah. you might have to kill him. Yeah. No for context. Unknown no reason. reason why. It's like protect Sam at all costs, but you may have to shoot him. Like <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's kind of like at, at that point it's like, do you mean you might have to kill him to protect him from himself? You might have to kill him to protect other people from him? as a weird way of protecting him from others like there is no and also sam's reaction to this information yeah you remember i said how like i felt like it was appropriate that dean didn't tell sam what john said yeah do you see what i mean yeah because like because there's no reason if john had said hey xyz is up with sam this is going to be an issue then i think it would make sense for him to explain to sam hey Dad told me this. It's pertinent to you. I think you should know about it. But the fact that he gave him no fucking information just said, hey, you might have to kill Sam one day. Jesus Christ. Also, Sam's reaction, specifically in context of what happened last episode, where Dean physically refused to kill him despite the fact he was sitting there begging. And Sam's, like, flipping out the handle, like, oh, you're going to kill me and all this. It's like, Sam. (laughs) Sam, sweetie. Sweetie. (laughs) Sammy, can I call you that for this episode? <laughs> you literally begged your brother to kill you last episode because you were convinced you're about to become an evil possessed demon who was going to try and infect and kill other people. Yeah. You literally begged Dean to kill you. You asked for a gun so you could kill yourself. Do you really think that Dean's going to be able to kill you? Yeah, exactly. He's, He's literally just demonstrated that in the face of you becoming evil, yeah. he would prefer... To die with you mm, mm-hmm. versus killing you. Exactly. It's like this bizarre notion. And what's so funny to me is that by the end of the episode, Sam is joking about this. Did you notice that? And like as they're driving to um, to check on Ava and Dean's like, dude, if you ever run out on me again, I'm going to. And Sam's like, what? Kill, kill me? me? And it's like, bro. <laughs> That's not like... It's like, it's a funny joke, but I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I found that very funny that that was his reaction. And he was so like, oh, I can't be around you. Like, you might kill me and all of this. Like, it's like, Sam, sweetie. Yeah. Sweetie. I like, think. <sighs> he had the opportunity to kill you. You were literally begging for him to kill you because you were terrified of what you would become to, when you caught the yeah. virus. And now you're thinking he's just going to kill you for like. No reason. I think Sam's anger more stems from Dean not telling him. Because Sam explicitly asked John, hey, do you know what's up with the demon? And John was like, no. And then he explicitly asked Dean, did dad say anything to you? And Dean was like, no. And it's like, at this point, he's asked them both. very Like, they can't be like, oh, we misinterpreted your question. You know, like, he's been very direct, very clear. And, like, they just keep lying to him. And I completely understand his anger because I'm like, it's about him. Like, if I was in Sam's shoes and I knew that the people closest to me were making decisions and, like, keeping secrets about me pertinent to my demise, in this case, from me, I would also be furious because, like, what gives them the right? If anyone should be making decisions about me, it should be me. The only reason that I think Dean was right in not telling Sam is because he didn't have the answers. Because Sam immediately wants to know more. He immediately has questions, same as we do, or same as you do. And Dean's like, I don't fucking know. That's all Dad to- That's all he said. And then, of course, Sam's going to be furious because, again, John's whole fucking thing is like, need to know basis but he has a terrible idea of what is need to know like but also the thing is if they just if john just fucking told sam mm. hey this is what's up with you this is what i know 
I am concerned about you becoming, you know, a soldier for fucking hell or whatever. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you were kind of on point with that. Did you notice that? That one yeah. of one of your previous predictions? Yeah. <laughs> you were like right on the nose. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know how to continue this conversation. <laughs> but no, so like if John had sat Sam down and said, like, this is what's happening, this is what you are, they're recruiting all the psychic children to be soldiers in some war. The war you know, they're trying to hell's trying to recruit all the psychics. Mm. Which it's obvious to me at least at this point that there are caveats mm. to which psychics hell can recruit and which ones they can't. And that's why they're meddling so much in the psychic yeah. lives. Like, the, just being a psychic is not enough. Not a criteria. For hell to be able to basically... I'm going to assume they're going to force them to be soldiers. Like, I'm not... I don't think there are too many people in the, of the psychic children who are just like, oh, I'm just going to become a psychic like psychic <laughs> soldier for hell. Like, yeah. And... Um, like, they're not choosing this. <clears throat> they're getting pushed into the situation to become this. So there's obviously caveats and criteria to be able to force them into that position to become the soldiers. Yeah. And um, you actually even touched on this, I think, back in Simon Said, and talking about how you felt like it was kind of like a chess match and that they were all being, like, strategically put into Mm. places. And, again, like, you know, they actually talk about that, I think, in this episode or maybe the last. Actually, I can't think. But there was a conversation somewhere in there where... Um, I think Sam was talking about how he felt like they were just being pushed around and like pushed into situations. Maybe it's when he's talking to Ava actually. Yeah. So I'm drawing a huge mental blank. I just, I know that it happened, but I can't remember the context of it. So yes, it's definitely interesting to see all this unfold. And I a hundred percent think Sam has a right to be angry. However, the fact that he immediately, he and Dean immediately split up on this and like, he like just walks out on Dean who was like trying trying to help because yeah. the thing is that John doesn't just say you're going to have to kill Sam. He mm-hmm. says if you can't save him, yeah. you may have to kill him. And it's like save, but him, save him from, from what? what? Save him from what? That's exactly it. And if Sam had all the information, then he could make decisions so that he could be saved. Yeah. But cuz obviously the decisions the psychics make have some sort of impact. implication and impact on whether or not they can be recruited as soldiers of hell. Yeah. Obviously. Otherwise, why the fuck would they be going to all of this effort to push them into specific situations? Yeah. Obviously. So if Sam is aware of what decisions he cannot make to not be redeemable or savable, he can not make those decisions if he knows what they are. Yeah, exactly. And your point that, like, Gordon is, like, hunting the psychic who's, like, one of the least likely to become, like, a servant of hell is another great point because even in just the last episode, we see Sam saying to Dean, no, this is a difficult moral decision that we have to make. We can't just go in here, guns are blazing. And he's like, again, really fighting for these people who, you know, Dean is more than happy to just kind of off on assumption. Yeah. You know, which again, we talked about as kind of out of character and it's, well, not out of character in this instance, but, like, it's because he is not in a good place. I think it's, yeah, it's symptomatic of the His mental state, yeah. That he is trying to, and failing to deal with. Yeah. Like, it's not just, like... Yeah. Although, again, um, similar, again, to, to last episode, when we talked about them trying to reach out for help, although Sam ran away from Dean, and, again, like, he's angry with Dean, so I can understand that, he does immediately run to the roadhouse, to Ellen, to Ash, to Joe, to people that he trusts and he knows can help. And I think that is really key because, you know, again, like John probably wouldn't have done that. You know, like the fact that he's like, okay, I can't deal with Dean right now, but I also don't want to do this by myself. I'm going to seek out another support system. I'm going to get help where I know I can find it. Anyway, so yeah, so they go to the roadhouse, or rather Sam goes to the roadhouse, and then we find out later that Dean's obviously called the roadhouse. So it's nice to see that they're both reaching out to the support systems rather than just trying to, like, deal with it by themselves. I don't know. It's not really plot significant. Although we do find out that Joe's hunting, which I think is quite cool. Um, Ellen's not happy about it, but I think she's also kind of, like, acknowledged she can't really do shit to stop her. So. I think it also, um, like, Ellen is in the right to be concerned about Joe hunting. Yeah. You know, like, 
that is an appropriate level of parental concern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, John Winchester does not display that. No. So it's refreshing to see a parent who actually, like, you know, cares about whether or not their kid lives or dies. <laughs> yeah. You know? And maybe the whole, like, you will not be hunting under my roof thing is not the best way to keep her daughter safe. It's also, like, at least she cares. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to mention before we move on from talking about Sam and Dean and their current domestic dispute is that, again, we get, like, the weirdo term used in reference to Sam and his visions. And I know that I talked about it last week and I just thought it was worse. Like, it came up again this episode and I just thought it was odd. So I just wanted to put it out there that it's used again, which now makes it, I think, three times. In two episodes. In two episodes, which is substantial. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that was just, I mean, just a quick point on that. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Though, I will say... They had another scene in this episode. Mm-hmm. Dean is driving the Impala and he's talking on the fucking phone again. <laughs> what is it with this show and having people driving while talking on the fucking phone? What is it? It's because so much happens in the car. Pull over. <laughs> My suggestion to you, pull over. If your phone rings and you're driving, pull over. Is you this your PSA? No, I already made this my PSA. I can't repeat. <laughs> this was my PSA the first week. This was the very first PSA. Oh, look at us coming. It was in the pile. But again, like, and if you can't answer, like, if there's nowhere to pull over, find somewhere safe to pull over and ring them back. Mm. Like, don't talk on the phone and drive. I don't know how to say it. Like, though, while you're talking about my PSAs, maybe I should go on to my PSA. Oh, yes, please. Do you have any ideas about... You got it right last week. Let's see if we can make it two for two. Don't put pressure on me like that. Um, I literally don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why I wrote homophobia wins with an upside down face. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out what that was in reference to. I can't remember. Um, It's really plaguing me. I've got no idea. I'm sorry. I don't know what your PSA is going to be. Don't take prescription medicines that are not prescribed to you. Oh, I don't think he was gonna take them. No. I mean, like, I mean, ingest he, them. He physically stole them. Yes. But still relates. Still ties in nicely to the episode. It's grasping at straws. I will give you that. But you are prescribed medicine for a reason. Yes. So take the medicine that is prescribed to you and not other people's medicine. And it, for the love of God, this really applies to antibiotics. If you think you have like a bacterial strain or a viral strain or whatever you think you have, don't take somebody else's leftover antibiotics because they should have finished them. This is how we get drug-resistant bacteria. Finish your goddamn courses of antibiotics. Don't take other people's medication because it's not designed for you. Yeah, particularly psychiatric drugs. Yeah. Which I assume is what the medicine was in this particular instance. But we got a very clear shot of medication. So my PSA is about medication this week. Okay. (laughs) I was wondering if maybe it was going to be about, like, grenade safety. (laughs) I just find it so funny because, like, Dean's, like, so nervous. He's like, oh, no, like... There's two tripwires. How's Sam going to know about, like, two tripwires? I know, but he was like, he won't fall for a tripwire. And Gordon's like, that's why I've got two. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, he's going to die. And it's like, bruh, if he was already going to see one tripwire, why would he not see a second? I mean, I guess you're less likely to expect there to be a second, but... Also, if you know that, like, it, clearly if, if there is one tripwire, they are expecting you. If one tripwire is laughable, I don't understand how two, two is suddenly better. Suddenly, like, detrimental. And it's like, they don't even know. I know. He's got another psychic with him. <laughs> um, actually, speaking about the grenades and Sam's quote-unquote death scene, um, the blood spatter on the camera. Okay. So fucking funny. I recognise it's not supposed to be, but it really is. I don't know why they made that choice. I'm like, oh, some Sam flesh right on my laptop screen. That's what I mean. It kind of reminded me in Shadow where they have like the blood splatter and it just looks like a mist spray. It's like a mist. Yeah. I have no idea what, like it, it comes off very funny. I don't think it's meant to, but it really does. 
Um, I have nothing else to say about that scene. I just really wanted to point out that last little bit. It <laughs> was got, like a chunk of leg or something hit the camera. Questionable choice. It was. Uh, speaking of having another sidekick on the team. Yeah. Um, coming back to how much I love Ava. Okay. The scene where they are stealing the psych files yeah. for Scott. How fucking funny. So good. I Insane. adore Like, <laughs> between Ava clearly shitting herself about the fact that she's in this situation at all, to Sam being very chill, like, standing on the window ledge, to her asking if her eating eight bags of Pop Rocks and drinking Coke at nine years old counts as a suicide attempt. Like... <laughs> Top to bottom, A+. The whole thing. Like, it's like maybe a minute long scene Mm. and it's so fucking funny. And then she's so proud of herself. The scene afterwards and, like, Sam's like, oh, no, she's going to freak out. She's going to be like, no, we've got to call the cops. Like, we can't steal people's. And she's like, I'm awesome. I love her. And he's like, oh, this is different direction to what I was anticipating it going. Yeah, yeah. No, she's hilarious. I think um, the actress who plays her, I think, is actually, she nails it. She, like, yeah. 10 out of 10. I also just love the inherent comedy that's associated with Sam being on the receiving end of somebody being like, you're going to die. Like, yeah. I saw you die. Yeah, and Sam's like, wait a minute. The tables have turned. <laughs> like, because normally he's the one going, you're going to die. I saw you yeah, die. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but it's, I think it's really funny because, like, Ava's this really clear point of, like, she's who Sam would be if Sam didn't have John. Yeah. Like if Sam, yeah. If like Mary hadn't been murdered Mm. and he had like a stable, they would probably be very similar people. It would have been engaged Engaged, to Jess. Jess. He wouldn't have been a receptionist, but he would have been. Could have been. He could, he might have still become a lawyer. I don't know. But like, he's clearly very academically smart. So he would have probably gotten some sort of office job. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, lawyer or like receptionist or like. Yeah, businessman or whatever the fuck he became. It makes sense that he would have been working in administration if he was wanting to be a lawyer. Like, it just makes sense that he would work in that. Some sort of environment that's like an office environment. Rather than, like, retail. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Bizarre. Like, I've never thought about it that way either, actually. But you're right. Like, she is who he probably would have been had Mary not died, which triggers John, like. To just yeah crazy and i love that also like he's like did your mom also die and she's like no my mom lives in fucking queens <laughs> like oh it's always is that what she says no where she live where does I her don't. mom live i can't remember I but her mom lives somewhere Might palm beach. beach florida yeah my mom lives in palm beach and it's like yeah um also i love that like but no like she is who sam would be yeah and I adore how naive she is because, like, she's been thrown into this situation. She thinks that he's going to think she's crazy. Then she thinks that he's crazy. Then she's on board. Then she helps him commit a crime. And then they get shot at in a motel room by a guy on a roof with a sniping rifle. And then her first thought is, like, should we call the cops? And Sam's like, no. (laughs) But also, like, her face when Sam's like, Oh, it's this caliber of bullet. Like yeah. he must have used like a silencer. She's like, "How do you know that?" And he's like, "I just watch a lot of TV." Like, and my point is like, if the motel's being shot at, surely the motel has called the police. Like, surely it shouldn't be up to the people like being you were shot, shot at. Like, surely <laughs> somebody noticed. Like, someone in the room next door is like, "Hmm, that's a lot of glass smashing." Weird. Because, okay, yeah, they used the silencer on the, like, on rifle. The gun. But, but the glass wasn't silent. That's not how that works. Oh, fucking Gordon, though. Yeah. I, don't, I know everybody like, talks about I didn't about like him. him ever since he called that waitress, sweetie. Like, bad vibes. Bad vibes. <laughs> um, Although we shouldn't have to worry about him for a little while because Sam got him arrested. Now... <sighs> It's pretty obvious that there are some issues with this scenario. Like, it's pretty immediately obvious there are some fucking issues with this scenario. We've got Sam, who is very much a white man, who is calling the police and giving them an anonymous tip about a black man 
in this location at this timestamp. And if Gordon was a white character, yeah, this would be quite a tactical move on Sam's part. And I do think that the actual theory of the idea is good because they only have a few options. Basically, they kill Gordon themselves or they find a way to inhibit his ability to pursue them. Like last episode that we had Gordon, they left him tied to a chair for three days. Now, I can understand why the show, from a production writing standpoint, wouldn't want to do that same plot again. However, Gordon is not a white character, and the implications and the issues of Sam setting him up with the police suddenly become a lot more serious. It's less of a, oh, he will be incarcerated, and it becomes a, well, we might not kill him directly, but he might still fucking die. Look, it's a very, very big topic, which honestly deserves a minimum of an entire podcast episode about it just in and of itself. And generally the racism that can be seen in Supernatural, whether intentional or not, it doesn't really matter, could cover, we could talk about it for for fucking hours. We could have a whole season devoted just to that. Like I said, if he, if Gordon was a white character, then this tactic would actually be very clever. But the fact that he is not makes it very questionable. And I just, I genuinely don't think that the writers or anyone in production gave this enough thought. Because if they had, I feel like they would have gone a different direction. And I know we talk a lot about, you know, the the lens of 2005, or in this case, sort of the lens of 2006-7. But it's difficult for me or Jamie for that matter, to comment on what the environment was like in that time period, particularly given that we were children, uh, cultural contexts, there's differences there and we're not really qualified to comment on them. So yeah, it's it's pretty fucking dicey. It's, it's one hell of a big yikes moment. I'm really appreciating that we're really getting a lot more of like seeing that Sam is intelligent instead of just like hearing that he was at Stanford and was going to be a yeah. lawyer and just being like taking that at face value. Like we're seeing his intelligence play out a lot more. But we're also seeing his morals. Yeah. Which is something that they sort of like, it was very wishy-washy the first season. The first season he was just so driven by rage and like revenge yeah. and like he was so single-minded in their like mission that you didn't really get to expand on it. Yeah. But now like especially when the main plot really does revolve around Sam. Yeah. A lot of the emotional points are still kind of on Dean. Yeah. But the actual plot itself surrounds Sam. And so it's really nice to be able to finally get something out of him. Yeah. And we're seeing that, like, he is actually very intelligent and he has a lot of, like, ideas on, like, his personal, like, morals and ethics and what he wants for himself and what he thinks of other people and his opinions on Dean and, you know, and their life, you know. But no, so, like, yeah, his moral compass? Mm. Mm. I love moral Mm. compost. (laughs) His His Mary compost. (laughs) Mary Chrysler. (laughs) His moral compass is really starting to become, like, a prominent aspect of him as a character. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's going to play into the whole, like, hell can't just recruit them as soldiers thing. There are caveats. Yeah. So... When and how they can force them to become soldiers of hell. Yeah. And one of the interesting things about Sam as a character is his morality and his... Both of the Winchesters, similarly to John, have self-sacrificial tendencies. Like, they're very much like, I will sacrifice myself for the greater good kind of mindset. And it's interesting because you can kind of read it in two ways. You can read it as they would rather die... Because it's easier than having to live while the other is dead. Or you can read it in the way that I assume that they are justifying it to themselves, which is they would rather die so that no one else has to. But it's like two very... Yeah. You know what I mean? And so this is a complex that they kind of develops and continues throughout the series. But yeah, Sam is is very interesting in his his morals... And his general belief system. And it, it gets expanded 
on a lot more. And particularly, like, season eight is very interesting in terms of Sam's morals. Season six as well. Um, so we'll, like, get to that. But I just thought it was worth worth mentioning now that it's sort of coming to a... It's definitely being made more prominent in this. And especially considering the conversation of, like, will Sam be evil? Yes or no? You decide. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to talk about, like, two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. We roasted the shit out of the little section that just said Sue. I didn't realise when they said soon, they meant soon. Like, literally almost every scene in that thing, I swear we've already seen. Yeah, it's really funny because I remember you saying when we were talking about that, you're like, oh, like, it's really clear they've edited it together so that it looks like it's a lot of different episodes, but, no, sorry, that it looks like it's all, like, one big thing, but it's clearly different episodes, and I was like, mmm, so many different episodes, yes. I'm like, it's like three. Like we've already and the seen, majority like, of it was like eighty percent of it already in yeah. these next two episodes. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, I thought it was very funny as you were saying it, and I was like, well, I can't really say anything now, but in a couple of weeks, this will be funny. Yeah, no, you're right. They really uh cut straight to the point with this second uh second half of the well, not even second half of the season actually. Because no. what this is we're not even this is only episode yet. ten. So yeah, it's not even it's not even the second half of. No. The season, but it kind of felt like a mid-season, like, finale-type book, so... It it seems weird to me that they were like, oh, we're going to do this thing to try and get people to watch the rest of the season. Eight episodes in. (laughs) Eight episodes in. But then also, like, they didn't really show the rest of the season. They showed the next two episodes. So people are going to watch those two episodes and think, oh, I've already seen everything that I wanted to see. Like, I've got context for all of these out-of-context snippets. Yeah. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. Like a good chunk of them. Yeah. But in any case, I am very excited to see the rest of this season. I do really like season two. I think it's very underrated. Um, I think the overall plot is very good. And I'm keen for you to get to... It's actually... I don't know if you've noticed, but it's a... um, It's another dual episode finale. Yes, I did notice that. Yeah. So I'm very keen for that. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yes. When I looked up Aldous Hodge, the actor that I was like, is yeah. in leverage in this? I was like, oh, what's like, what episode? And it was like the two season finales. I'm like, oh, yeah. that doesn't signal anything good. Which was so funny. Which is why, like, when you were like this, I was like, if you say his character name, I was like, I don't fucking know who that is. I was like, he cannot be that important. And then I saw a picture and I was like, oh, <laughs> I remember. He is important. I just forgot. Um, Oopsies. Yeah. So the whole premise of this though is that you remember shit. Oh god, yeah, I know. And I look, I remember most things, just not specifically that particular actor's character. Um, or more, I remember the character. I didn't re- remember his name. Like I didn't put two and two together. Mm. Um, anywho, did you have anything else you wanted to add regarding today's episode? No, I think I am all like tapped out, or my notes have been exhausted. Like cool. Alright, in that case, how would you rate this week's episode? I always forget to rate it. You know this by now. Like, I say this every week. I'm like, you ask me what I'm going to rate it. I'm like, well, I didn't think that far ahead, Bethany. We're going to give it like a four out of five stars. Wow. I really like Ava. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think... Also, I love her little car. The little blue bug. Isn't it so cute? I think this episode did really well to sort of like advance the storyline of the mm. overarching plot without feeling very much like, oh, this is like an episode about the overarching plot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, just, I love Ava. She's fantastic. We really get some... And do you know what? She doesn't really fit that cookie cutter. No. She's one of the uh, female characters that really that stands out. Yeah, yeah, because all of the others are sort of like hyper-competent, too cool for you sort of... And always victim adjacent, where she's not until, like, the very end. Like, she's not... She's victim adjacent in the sense of, like, she's the Sam equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, also, I just think it's really fun to look at, like, her and think, oh, that's what Sam could have been, basically. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It's very fun. Um, The next episode is titled Play Things. Do you have any thoughts, predictions, or even, like, just looking ahead in the season? All that's coming to my brain right now is, like, haunted toys. Oh, okay. Like, creepy haunted dolls, like, that sort of stuff. Like, play things, like, referring to, like, 
child's play toys. Things. So you're thinking like more clapping monkey toys? No. <laughs> There's another clapping monkey toy. I'm going to reach through my screen and stab it. Um, I guess the other thing it could be referring to is like people as playthings. Ooh, like puppets? Yeah. Ooh. But like creepier. I mean, you can't really get much creepier than puppets, but <laughs> you know, sort of like maybe it's going to be another one that's really going to advance the overarching plot and it's talking about how the yellow eyed demon sort of using the psychic children as like playthings, sort of connecting it that way. Yeah. So like... So a couple of different theories. Options. Then. Yeah. So you're like, hmm, I will come up with two theories so I have a higher chance of being correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's really cool. And then it's neither, and that makes me really sad. <laughs> um, oh, my God, I just remembered my homophobia wins. Like, I remember what it, the note okay, means. Yeah. Okay. It's when Sam has called the cops and Gordon gets taken and Dean says, like, Gordon won't be reaching for the soap for a few years. That Not cool. Not cool. Not a not homophobic a, joke. Not a vibe. It's like, bro, it's not only like just a homophobic joke, but it's also like a, a rape, rape joke, joke, which is never funny. And so, mm, yeah, that was what my homophobia wins note was. I've just remembered I can sleep tonight. So that just about does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you wanted to interact with us some more, um, you can always find Jamie over on Twitter at DriverPixPod. And I reckon that she would really appreciate hearing some potential code words for if either of us were ever sitting on the phone with a gun to our head, how would we let each other know? we got to set up a system. Yeah, we can't use Funky Town no. because obviously that one's taken. Yeah. Um, so, also yeah. too obvious. Too obvious, exactly. Way too obvious. <laughs> um, so, yeah, send us some suggestions for that in case one of us is ever kidnapped. And if you want to find Bethany, presuming she's not kidnapped, <laughs> you can find her on Tumblr at Driver Picks the Podcast. And I think she wants to know if you were the therapist, would you shake the patient's hand? Mm, and why? And why? Would you or wouldn't you? Would you believe the patient? Would you not? Would you take that leap of faith? Yeah. Would, would you, you believe tr- that he won't electrocute you? Do you think he is capable of it? Or do you just believe that he won't do it? So many possible Also, avenues. do you think if he had been allowed to live for like another year, he would have developed the ability to actually do it like Emperor Palpatine lightning? Well, now we're just asking them for an essay. Yeah. I mean, look, if you want to send it to me, please do. I'll read it. <laughs> no character limit on Tumblr. Exactly. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And hopefully we see you back next week. Bye.